This is My Take Radio's Beyond the Mic. Welcome to the newest episode of My Take Radio Beyond the Mic. Joining me this week is a frequent, uh, a previous guest of MTR, which is Derek Samuels. You guys may know him from My Take Radio episode 98, where he came on. He, he was at the time the CEO of Envisions, and they were working on the Evo 2 at that time. But things have changed since the last time Derek is... Uh, Stop by MTR, and he's coming back to share his new project with us and also some of the other things that he is working on since being on the show. What's going on, Derek? How are you? Hey, Rich. I appreciate y'all guys having me back on the show. Uh, we got a lot of exciting things going on. I would love to share it with your community. Well, the last time you were on, it was 98. It was, wow. episode, nine, it was episode 98, and we're at episode 165, so it has <laughs> been a long time. Absolutely. but. But we but we've kept in touch. So let, let's let's start with the with the big question. Last time, like I said, you were you were getting envisions off the ground. We were ready to see the Evo two, and sure. there there was a ton of potential, and there was a lot of stuff that you were very excited to share with the gaming community. Sure. What what's going on, and what changed since then? Wow, absolutely great question. Um, we announced Evo two. Uh, late 2010, early 2011, um, we introduced it, and we were working on it, getting ready to release the system. And, and as everybody knows, Ouya introduced their Android system, and it took the world by storm. You know, they got a lot more press than you know what we received. So we kind of put Evo 2 on the back burner because I had something else that I was working on, and I really wanted to innovate, bring a little bit more innovation. Just you know, just an Android console. So. We, we decided to, to put the Evo 2 system on hold and introduce, really go from Evo 2 to the new Oton console. All right. So going going from the Evo 2, which which at the time was, you, you had so, so many great ideas on, 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 on tap to use that system's potential. What, what changed from the Evo 2 to Oton? What made you want to change that approach? Well, when I realized that, a lot of other companies, even though we announced our system and had the idea for the Android console first, and we realized other competitors were trying to get into the space, it, it just didn't feel innovative anymore uh, once we seen that other companies were in, entering the market with an Android system. So I felt that I had to up the ante a little bit and create something a little bit more innovative, but we're still going to take some of those same attributes from Evo 2 and bring them along uh, for the, uh, the Oton console. Well, let, let's get let's get into the Oton console a little bit. What what changes did you implement going forward to really set it apart from um, not only Evo two but from the offerings from Ouya and some of the other console companies that are coming out? You know, GameStick, a lot of these crowdsource companies. Sure, I think just my personal opinion. You know, at the end of the day, when we looked at it, we felt that Oton was bringing the true eighth generation system to market. 
uh, by introducing the first autonomous game console. And we had a lot of people going crazy when we made that announcement. And I just want to be clear. The first autonomous game console is not as difficult as everybody was making it out to be. And that's what set us apart from the other systems. Plus, you can still game with Linux. You still can game with Android. And at the same time, the, the Oton console can create its own games or you can manually create or help Oton create games for you or your friends. All right. So that's a that's a very, very big buzzword, you know, autonomous, dropping dropping a, a huge word like that, especially when it comes to to consoles, there's there's such a, a a big thing with touch gaming and you know virtual reality. So dropping something like autonomous is is big. So sure. what went into that, and and how was the research and development to to implement that into a console? Oh, great question. I started working on the Oton project around 2000, 2010. It was a side project, nothing major, just something I was working with, just getting the general idea together because. Something struck me one day when we was working on Evo, and I said, we need something to compete with the bigger companies in this field. And so I just put the idea on hold because uh, we were working on Evo 2 at the time. But once 2010, 2011 rolled around, we realized that we had to come with something a little bit more bigger in scale. That's when the OTAN autonomous system really took off. And the development side, we started actually writing code around mid of last year. And, you know, the development it's going pretty good. We pretty much wrapped up the code in December, late December. We still added some new additions for the updated prototype and some other cool things that we were working on. But it took about six months of development, about two and a half years to just sit down on the drawing board trying to make sure we got everything correct. And I think people would be surprised at what we came up with. Well, you know, for the for those unsure of of what this encompasses, you know, the definition of autonomous for, for those that aren't aware, it's to act, the system acts independently. Sure. So with that said, what what are the steps that you've taken to give this system almost a mind of its own and make it sure. act independently from the user? Sure. A lot of people, that, that's a great question, and we try to answer it from a marketing side to make sure we protect some of the proprietary information because uh, we know we got a lot of ears listening. I won't mention who, the, the ears that are listening, but some of the steps in that process is a custom-made algorithm. Um a custom-made gaming engine to support Oton, uh, a custom-made database to support some of the different game creations, uh, characters, levels, and designs. So those are some of the basic things. It's like mixing a cake. You put the right ingredients in, and the algorithm pulls all this data together in the perimeter to create that game or level or whatever the user is trying to create in the Oton environment. Well, one of the things with that is that, you know, telling people that the that the system is pretty much self-aware almost and, and it's a little it's a little hokey to use but almost a, a skynet quality about it you know you're <laughs> you're you're letting you're letting people play with a with a piece of hardware that's self-aware but not only that has um infinite creative possibilities to create games not only on an android platform right. but also linux so with that in mind are you trying to use that as a as a marketing tool in other to to get customers interested just letting them know hey not only can you make the games but you can create the games absolutely absolutely uh you can create the games all time to create games or you can create the games and that's really a big part of our niche because when i when i look at back at some of the other things that we did we didn't have a niche when we introduced the android console that was a niche for a little while for marketing purposes and for strategic purposes but when we looked at all time we wanted to go 
maybe five or ten years ahead of everybody in that space. And so by Oton giving users the ability to create games or the system to create games, you got a basic, an amazing balance between the system and the creator. That's with that said, are you looking to allow creators to also leverage that to generate an income or are you just looking at it to the same way that Android developers are that you give them the option of creating a free game or a paid game? That is a great question. Absolutely. Oton is there to facilitate me, you, a developer, anybody that want to generate extra income or have an idea about a game or for an example, Say if somebody wanted to, all they wanted to do was create a rock for a game. They could upload that rock asset into the system. And that rock asset can either be given to a user users for free or they can charge a dollar. And so imagine if that rock is downloaded or uploaded into a game a million times. They'd have made a million dollars off our system. And that money belongs to the developer, me, you, whoever decides to develop. Oton is open, but it's open in a real true environment. Well, like anything else, that openness has to have um, some restrictions. For, for instance, in, in Apple's case, Apple takes 30% of the revenue and gives the, the publisher the remaining difference. Where does, where does Oton come in a situation where I make a game and I want to sell it, you know, for two bucks? Not, you know, yeah, everything, everything in life is, is great when it's free, but nobody's going to get ahead without making some money. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have several different ways for us to make money. One of the key ways, I think what you're hitting on a little bit is for developers. For an example, um, when a developer comes to us and want to put a game on Oton or develop with Oton, all we ask the developer to do is give us the ability, which Oton to do it without us, once they agree to it, Oton to create a trailer for that particular game or a demo for that particular game. And all we ask the developers to let us upload the demo and make money off the ads for the demo. Now, when a developer, when a customer wants to purchase the full game or, or buy the entire game, the developer will send that customer to the developer. He can upsell through the, in the Oton user interface. They can generate that income. We just want the the ads, the, the revenue from the ads, because most people are going to play a demo first before they before they actually pay for a game. Correct. So we're going to make money that way. We're going to make money through storage. Uh, we have a host of other ways to generate money. Uh, once I, I I plan to do a full detail on the different ways we. We can revenue make revenue from it, and the users can make revenue from it. Well, the the system you're you're giving people two open platforms to utilize, not only to consume content but to create content with Android and Linux. Are you also thinking beyond just gaming? In other words, are you looking at you know video streaming capabilities, things of that nature? Because I remember when you guys were were going to pull the trigger on the Evo two, you guys were looking at maximizing not only the gaming platform, but also the multimedia interface as well. Yes. We're working on things like that. The streaming, I don't know yet. Um, we're looking into it. We're looking to have apps. For, for example, your app can be an app on the system. Uh, we plan to introduce a desktop version of Oton, the software. Um, we plan to introduce several different other mediums to interact with the system. Right now, the focus is, you know, just really working on the autonomous side, getting that part down and, you know, moving forward with other branches that we can branch off with the software. To cover the the autonomous nature of the system, are you how are you allowing your consumers to interact with it? Is it going to be voice based? Is it going to be um, based on the algorithm, just learning the gaming habits or the programming habits of the user? 
how are you how are you kind of catering that because each user obviously is going to be different and is going to have a different use for the platform absolutely um we if, if we had our goal was to get the kickstarter funded we had planned to introduce voice in the first prototype but the voice interaction probably would come a little bit later but users will be users will be able to interface with a keyboard game controller um it's going to be different ways in the demo it's probably going to be keyboard and game controller to interface with the system and the system is going going to be able to help the users along the way to create that content that they want to create for the system. When you designed the system, what kind of control were you looking to do? Did you want to do something along the lines of your, you know, typical PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 controller? Did you want to make it a little bit more simplified? Well, the design that Joseph, Joseph Dumary is working with us on the design, the design that he came up with, I think is innovative. We, we plan to touch on the controller a little bit later on, but we wanted to keep it simple for the prototype. Uh, but we got some ideas, some things that we want to add to that later on down the line. But uh, the, the, the controller is fairly simple. But the, the cool thing I think what a lot of people are missing, which is pretty much you know, my fault we didn't really explain it, is that this system you'll be able to interact with a game controller, keyboard, voice, motion, uh, a different, different ways to interact with the system. And it's going to be fun and challenging to see what the system can produce. So, for an example, you may have a game where you think you're going to play with a, a controller, but Oton to switch it up and you, you play with your voice. So it's going to be a lot of you know, challenging aspects of the system. And I think some fun uh, configurations that users can, can, can play with Oton. Well, giving, giving customers the, the different configurations will allow them to cater the experience to their particular usage. Now, with regards to connections, how are you looking to utilize the connectivity of the system? Obviously, you're going to have USB, um, HDMI is to be expected. Are you sure. looking to make sure that the that all the games are available? You know, at, at minimum 720. Because one of the things that a lot of gamers used to give Nintendo a lot of flack about was that they were behind the times on HD. So, how are you looking to set yourself apart regarding connectivity and also peripheral usage? Yes. USB, HDMI, 720. Um, like I said, we didn't we didn't get, reach the goal that we wanted to reach, uh, but we're gonna most definitely try to make sure we get that 720 mark, and you know possibly look at higher resolutions uh, as we progress. Because Oton is such a massive project. I think a lot of people expected you know this was gonna be something that's gonna be done in a year, but Oton, what we plan to do is gonna be ongoing configurations and upgrades as we proceed, you know, with development. Well, I'm glad I'm glad to see that you've that's one thing that hasn't changed since the last time we spoke, just your drive to ensure um, the success of the hardware. Now, one of the things that's become so prevalent, obviously, is is Kickstarter and crowdfunding and crowdsourcing. When that took off and you started to see all these other projects take off, how did how did that make you feel? Just did, did you feel a sense of pride in seeing that so many people were willing to invest in something that was, for all intents and purposes, a dream? Or were you concerned in the sense that you did so much work and another company came along with a similar premise and was able to secure funding so much easier? Because think about it. You have to go. You have to present it to investors. you gotta, you got to put your hustle hat on. Sure. Meanwhile, you know, anybody can go on Kickstarter, create a snazzy little video package, do a quick 3D render, and make a couple of grand in a week. Sure, and, and, and you you really touched on a great question because 
I had a lot of my friends contacting me and saying, Derek, look, look, these guys are doing Evo 2 and, you know, they're getting funded. And we did the same thing. We reached out to the media and for some reason we didn't get the same red carpet treatment. We didn't get the same courtesy as Ouya did in rolling out their system. Even though we proved in the past that we delivered our Evo console, we have proved that we have successfully introduced our system and we sell our systems to business and and indie game developers and, and, and indie gamers. And it was a little upsetting. It got me a little upset because I was like, I know, you know, we introduced this amazing product, but, you know, at least give us some, you know, some press to let people inform them about what we were doing. Now, I put the blame on me how we rolled it out initially because I really wanted to make sure we got the headlines first on this, this revolutionary product. And, you know, I think us not having a prototype, I want to say that kind of hurt us a little bit. And I plan to definitely make up for that for our users that supported us and the people that do want to support us. And I just hate that the media didn't let the community really get involved in what we're doing because Oton is such a fun project with so many layers on it. Well, that was one of the things when you guys were on back then. You know, everybody was so excited sure. about it, and and I was looking forward to it. You know that. I said, hey, as soon as you guys got, got a demo ready, we'll be ready to review it. And it, it, when when Ouya dropped, you know, I got in touch with you shortly after. I was like, hey, Derek, you know, what's going on with this? Because of that reason, when I saw it, I was like, but wait a minute. You know, right. he was he he had this idea on, on from Jump. And, you know, one of the things that, that kind of helps that along is just the accessibility of the Android platform. I mean, one of the big gripes that so many people cite when comparing Apple to Android is the fact that Android does well because they have so many low-cost phones and they're so open. But there's more to it than that because in your case, you're building a system from the ground up and trying to revolutionize it to where you actually have original IPs being a major driving force in your hardware. Sure, and, and that's why we had to go to old times. I felt if Ouya could come in and just say, well, we, we're going to do a game console. No disrespect toward the Ouya team. I think it's a great team. I think they got a great product. But I realized that I had to do something different to control the, the development flow of what we were working on and to get ahead of everybody. Because to me, when they reached that plateau and, and we didn't get the same recognition or the same courtesy to say, hey, guys, Derek is working on something. He has proved himself already. Let's get him a page. Even if they would the media would have just said, well, he claimed that he's working on it. We would have we took that, but a lot of sites just didn't do a story on us at all. And I was kind of shocked, and the stories that people did do were really trying to throw us under the bus, so to speak. And I was like, I'm shocked. You know, I've been doing this for nine years. It's like me coming to your radio show and telling you, hey, Rich, I don't like what you're doing. You're not doing a great job. We need to just stop your show. You haven't done it. It ain't proved nothing. That hurt, you know, like, man, we did all this and we're not even getting no recognition for what we did. And so I said, we got to come back and prove to people that we mean business. And with Oton, we're going to let everybody know we mean business when we roll this out. Well, you know, the funny thing about that also was that I remember when I approached you guys initially and, and I contacted one of your team, I was like, yeah, I read this article, you know, and it seemed promising. But right. the way it was written, and you know that we, we discussed that when you were on, it almost made it seem like, it was being written in a way like, oh, yeah, they're coming out with this thing, but who knows how good it's going to be. You know, it right. was always with that with that hint of, of uncertainty behind it. But like anything else, if, if you if you apply it and you find a niche for it, it'll sure. succeed. I mean, look at um OnLive. OnLive is a great example of that. When they came out, people said, who's going to want to stream games? Sure, right. And they right. had a niche. Right, and, and, and it's, it's so upsetting because 
we have raised over $500,000 with Evo, but nobody's reporting on that. Uh, I've been in business for nine years. Nobody's not reporting on that. I got a system that we launched. Nobody's reporting on that. We started with $5. To me, this is an amazing story, a system that can generate games and create games. And, you know, we, we, were, we were willing to show the media what we had and know if they would, you know, look at it as a demo with the user interface that we had. But for some reason, we didn't get the same courtesy. And I was really, took, I was really upset about that because I said, wow. We did this already. We proved that we could deliver a system. These guys haven't proved nothing yet. No disrespect toward any of the other companies, but, you know, it just felt kind of how they gave us a cold shoulder and nobody weren't really returning our emails. And everybody's excited at first, but then nobody didn't want to do a story around us, you know. And I was kind of like, wow, this is – and everybody – and see, when the media don't inform people and you kind of out there by yourself on the corner, everybody like, oh, this ain't going to work, blah, blah, blah. But nobody's putting up our credentials of what we have already done. And so with Oton, you know, like I said, I put the fault on me in December, but I plan to make up for that mistake and introduce this prototype. And fortunately for us, we did get some people that were interested in putting some investment toward Oton. But I plan, I got something very special planned, which we code, code named it birthday present, which I'm going to get a community from ingenious to the gaming community. Very cool. Um, <laughs> one of the things with regards to that is, are you, are you, were you at any point trying to target any of the big events to, to kind of get some word out, you know, an E3 or a CES or a Tokyo Game Show or a GDC? Was that ever on your radar or were you looking to just make the launch cold, so to speak, and build off of just word of mouth and um, articles on various media outlets? We plan the goal was to hit E3 and we would have got funded and, and, and headline E3 with this amazing uh, system and a special add on, like I said, I call birthday present. But when that didn't happen, we had to go to plan B. So I plan to introduce uh, a video blog, my own personal video blog, so I can tell people the history of Evo up into Oton. Uh, I'm working on an ebook to give them a little bit more history about me because it seemed people don't think I had a credibility in this field, but I've been doing this for nine years, almost 10 now. So we're going to have other different avenues of getting out there. And like I said, if the fans get behind us, the community get behind us and reserve some old time units, who knows? Who knows? We may make it to E3 uh, this year because I don't want to go to E3 like I did the CA show in 2007. with a, We had a small booth, but we still did good. I really want to go and really give the fans a show. Uh, Ingenious, me, the team, we all about giving a show, presentations. We want to meet those expectations of the users and go beyond it. I'm all about giving more because, you know, when you see – when pro- a company introduced products and, and the fans on the internet clamoring like what they're going to do and they're going to do this and do this. And then when, when the company introduces it, it's a letdown. We don't do letdowns. We go beyond, we go beyond expectations with anything that we do. So I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm energized. I'm ready to, for the community to get behind me, back my play, because I promise to get them a show. It's going to be a show. Yeah. I feel, you know, the, your, your, your energy always when, when promoting uh, these products is infectious to say the least. I mean, when you were on the last time, you know, I, I, when we closed out the interview, I'm like, dude, I want to check this out. And, um, you know, you know, like I said, we've, we've stayed in touch. And one of the things I wanted to, to touch on that you were doing was, uh, was the philanthropy work you were doing with the, um, 1 million dream initiative. And, um, are you still tying that into, um, the OTAN system? Because originally when you had wanted to do the 1 million dream initiative, it was, you know, to allow underprivileged children, a creative outlet to, create with, you know, Evo consoles and tablets. Are you still 
Is that still a vision you want to implement with the Oton console, or are you trying to separate that from your philanthropy work? No, absolutely. That's still in the books. Uh, I, I had a couple emails and a couple sites complaining that, you know, we were doing that and it was wrong to be, you know, doing that. And, you know, I just wanted to address that now. That's something that I, that I hold near and dear to my heart. You know, uh, we want to educate kids because, you know, some of the incidents that didn't happen nationwide about the violence and to show parents and just to show gamers, you know, Oton is built, you know, with those protections in mind and to limit the play. And like I said, I got something special called birthday present. That's really going to help in that process too. So, that's still on the table. I'm always giving. I, I, my, my mom always taught me to give, 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 and give, and give some more. So that's always part of the game plan, always. Well, one of the things that's been happening, and, and this is something that I'm glad you're actually cultivating and nurturing, is the fact that there's, there's so many kids out there that, that contemplate, hey, I want to create games, or I want to learn how to program, and, and outlets are opening up for them to do it, you know, Code Academy and stuff like that. But sure. but more kids out there say, hey, I want to create video games, and they really just don't have an idea of where to begin. And when they do, it's kind of very rudimentary, sometimes a little difficult for them to grasp from the start. But if you're giving them something that kind of plays in their wheelhouse, like here's a console, you can create a game on the same console that you game with, it gives people the opportunity to at least expand their skill set. So I think that you continuing to do that is really going to be a, a greater benefit down the road. Absolutely. With Oton, uh, creating games are a cinch. I mean, it, it's easy, but for those developers that want a little challenge, they want to dig deeper into the software, you can do that. But for the for the beginner that want to get on the system, create a simple game, give it away free, or share it with a friend, or whatever they want to do with it, that opportunity is there on the usual manual creation interface side of it. Because Oton, we made it simple. Either you log into the system and see the games that Oton is creating within a couple seconds, a couple levels, or you go in and manually create games. And that opportunity is there for anybody, kids, anybody. And it's user-friendly, and we got a lot of special perks inside that creation, that manual creation mode. Well, one of the things with regards to that is that, you know, you're allowing the system to also create. So digging a little deeper into that, say, you know, a kid wants to create a platformer, are you going to kind of give them the initial blueprint in other words uh the systems you go into create mode what kind of a game do you want to create and you could create you know fps platformer racing game are you doing it like that or are you using just completely from the bottom from the bottom all the way to the top in terms of build absolutely we're doing it just like you said you can go in and say you know platform shooter uh action whatever genre you want to create game genre that you want to create you can use the easy step-by-step process and you can do that or like i said with the automated side the system has set of parameters that it selects or whatever whatever and it's creating a game so it's going to be a very very easy process but for developers that want to get down to the nitty-gritty and use our oton engine to go for the traditional side they can do that with traditional game development well that's good i think i think doing it that way actually helps i mean one of the things um if you've played little big planet that was something that was very big with that game that people were creating racing games, platforming games, but it was still within the confines of little big planet. In your case, you're expanding it beyond just the scope of the console and allowing people to create something truly unique. I mean, absolutely. People can create, I mean, you can create all type of platform games. You can create a game about a tiger or about a fish or whatever. And what I hear a lot of people say, well, Derek, Oton, the games won't have any soul. They won't have any spirit. 
the game is going to have plenty of spirit. The quality is going to be amazing, just like everything else that you see. The game, the, the system will be based off a set of parameters in the automation side. In the manual side, that's up to the user what they want to put into that side. I have no control over what a user decides to create with their imagination or, you know, with the system, with the information the system allowed them to create. So, I mean, Oton had so many layers, and I wish people would really get behind this amazing platform because I've been excited for three years. I've been on pins and needles trying to get this out to the public. It's exciting. One of the things that I really liked from what you were doing with the Evo 2 was that you were looking at consoles and tablets also. Is that is that same method of attack going to be the driving force for Oton, or do you want to just get the console itself out the door and then kind of start adding from it? That was a great question, and you touched on it. We plan, on your show, we plan to introduce a tablet. We plan to introduce operating system for the mobile phone side of it. So pretty much, Oton operating system is like the Android operating system, but with our automation creation technology inside phones, tablets, PCs, wherever you see other operating systems, you'll see Oton. Oh, that's going to be great because then you're going to be able to have that same system stability on, on the back on the back end. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. You got me excited now because now I'm thinking I want to share this with your with your community too. See, the beautiful thing about our operating system for the desktop is that you the the games that Oton create from our, our key level server, you'll be able to play any type of game on your desktop or uh, on your Oton operating system desktop, which we're using Ubuntu to layer it on Ubuntu. But the console is the first level where you can create with the system and it's like a netflix type thing once the, the console create like say a million games or a thousand games we got to send these games somewhere so they're, they're going to go to our desktop or you can play them on the web but if you want to get that creation experience you haven't had a console but if you want an automated autonomous operating system you use that for your desktop then if you want to create games instantly on your phone you have the, the oton os for your phone just like android so the opportunities are just endless what we can do with this platform how are you going to address um, multiplayer? The system, we're going to build that into the system, and that's completely up to the user. They can play one person, two players. They can play online. It's completely up to the user. Uh, if you mean when they're creating a game, that's up to them, but it will be connected online like Xbox Online. All right. See, because that's one of the things. I mean, multiplayer, a lot of people talk about all these great consoles, but multiplayer is still something that requires discussion because more often than not you can talk about all these great consoles and if you're not addressing multiplayer it, it it's really going to fall on deaf ears because the multiplayer audience is what's is what's thriving uh we got a multiplayer system that i promise you once again i hate that i keep saying it but the birthday present is a present from me to the fans i guarantee you will love it what's the what what's the timeline you're looking at for the birthday present to drop yeah, yeah, we codenamed it birthday present because we felt it was, it was it was one of our employees' birthday, and he wanted to know what was I working on with this add-on. I said, no, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to give it to you as a birthday present. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to give it to everybody as a birthday present. And I hope if we get the prototype done uh, within the next week, next two weeks, two or three weeks, it all depends on how people take what we the prototype. I really The plan was to introduce it at the end of the Kickstarter. And I got to be careful because it's so revolutionary. I don't want to. I don't want people to get, get enough fuss again. But I, I promise you, it's amazing. It is amazing. It's it's an add-on like no, no other add-on I've ever seen before. It's crazy. Trust me, it's crazy. But it's fun. Yeah, I mean, we, I saw I saw the mock-up, you know, for on it on it, on the Ingenious site, 
and it almost it reminds me of a of a um of a small desktop. There was a computer that had a similar shape. Mm-hmm. If you remember, I think it was uh, EEPC did one. So I like that it still has a, a console look, but it also has little little slight touches of of computer to it that make it look like like a like a nice hard, like a nice high tech piece of hardware. You know what I mean? Like it's not um it doesn't look cheap. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And, and, and that was what that's what Joseph wanted to do. He, Joseph is a, is, a, is a great designer, and he came to me and said, "Derek, I want to design the most beautiful console that anybody's ever seen." They got to realize that the, the software that you put in this in this system is revolutionary. It's beyond what the Android systems are doing, and what what Microsoft or any of those guys thinking about coming out with. We want them to see the beauty, but also the power in this system. And the design also is there to complement uh, the projection. Uh, for projecting games on the wall in case you don't you don't have a TV around or whatever you can just project your games on the wall or anywhere you at you know if you got a, a surface to project games so we had to keep that in mind when we were designing the the console. Well, one of the things that I that I liked when I was checking out the site was the fact that you can transfer the games to your personal devices. So in using what you were saying and creating that that Android backend, you'll be able to take your game and then just send it to your phone. And go about your business and continue the game. Absolutely, I wish we had everything in place. I wanted to share a little bit more with you about that. That's another component that's going to be part of our desktop operating system and part of Oton. That's that's a big feature. And I really, like I said, I was trying to get some good stuff ready for the show. But like I said, the guys are still working on some of these things. We we have probably about five or six things that we want to share with people, uh, the community. And uh, it's like I said, you'll be the first to know uh, once I get some of this stuff wrapped up here. Well, you know, I'm 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 actually excited just to catch up and and get to see what you've been working on because in going through the Oton site, which I did, you know, prior before we started talking, there was still there were the the interface of it one that would, would look so nice and so the the control looked very flat, which I was curious about. Is that only because of the way the mock-up is? Because sure. in the in the in the press section when I looked at it. The main picture of the controller looks a little flat, but then when you look at it against the system with the white controller, it looks a little bit a little bit more beefy. Is that because there's two types of controllers, or is that just a preliminary design? Preliminary design. We're working on different models. Uh, I, I know a couple changes that I may make on the system, but we should have the prototype in a couple of weeks, and we're going to look at some of the prototype designs. But, yeah, those are just preliminary images. Uh, but the system itself, I think we set in stone on that. Uh, it all depends on how the team that's designing the system, but those are just preliminary images. Okay. Um, are you going to do any sort of, um, oh, I, I want to say, focus groups to get a community, you know, a couple of different uh, generations of gamers involved, adults, children? That way you can kind of get a better feel for any of the bugs you're going to work out, or are you just looking at it as you're testing it in-house and then you're going to make the launch that way? Uh, 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 we plan to, once we get the prototype done, we're going to reach out to the community. I, I think we're looking at about 5,000 people, and we call it Oton Elite. It means that we're going to get 5,000 people in a die-hard, hardcore Oton fans, and they log into this account, and they're going to get first access to anything. They're going to be the community that say, Derek, I don't like this, I like this, let's add this, this is cool, this ain't cool. And we're going to have that server set up where they can demo the user interface, and we got some special software they can download. Uh, it's going to come free with the desktop operating system, too. So the first 5,000 people, I call them O-Ton Elite uh, gamers or whoever, 
they'll get to come in. And from there with the prototype, we're probably going to do some local uh, people coming in, testing it, parents to get a feel of the system. I mean, we go, we, we, from, from February on out, we're going all out with promotion and, and getting feedback from the community. Yeah, one of the one of the things that I feel is, is severely lacking, and I'm glad I'm starting to see it make a comeback, is the use of focus groups. Because sure. being able to see how a group of 15-year-olds played, a group of 18-year-olds played, you know, a 35-year-old adult, how he sure. interacts with the system, I think it just gives you a better grasp of how you want to not only approach the the design of the system, but also just development as a whole. Right. And I think, you know, that's what we need to do and reach out to the community. Uh, that was the whole purpose of the Kickstarter. One of the purposes of it is to get the feedback. We want it. You know, we can, we, I can deal with the criticism all day if it's positive criticism. Uh, you know, it's going to be problems. You know, we've seen things. I, I got a lot of feedback from a lot of people emailing me. Hey, Derek, you know, could we do this? Could we do that? You know, I'm, I'm accessible. I said, yeah, we can do that. I think, you know, you're right. Once I look at it, I said, yeah, we can change that because that's what we need. We need that feedback to tell us, hey, let's do this. And that's why we created that server where anybody in the world can join. But at the same time, locally, we're going to have some people coming in, you know, just giving us feedback like what we did for Evo. You know, we had an open door policy, come up, bring your kid and and let them, you know, give us some feedback. We need it. We need it, you know, to make the system great. Are you are you building the console? Are you still using the same thing with Evo and just building it outside of the U.S.? Or is the goal down the road to start building it here in the U.S.? You know, I'm a, I'm a former U.S. Marine, and you know, I'm I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm American. I'm, I love things built in America. You know, it creates jobs. I'm all for that. Uh, like I said, we're a different type of corporation, right? Well, right now, Virginia's not a corporation, but you know, a project. But once we turn it into a corporation, you know. Right now, the prototype will be built inside the United States uh, for the future. It all depends. You know, at the end of the day, it's about business. And I really wish we could build the system in the U.S. If the level of sales and, like I said, we would have hit like what Ua did with their sales, you know, that could have been a real possibility to say, look, guys, look, we got this many people excited about the system. I will fight to get it built in the U.S. if that's what it takes to get done, if the sales were there to support that. But since we didn't have the sales to support the initial lunch, you know, I'm kind of, I just had to wait and take a wait and see approach. All right. I, there's no harm in that. I mean, it's always, it's always worth asking because again, I understand just from a cost standpoint that sometimes you gotta, you gotta build outside of the parameters that you'd like, but there's, there, there's no harm in that. On the contrary, the, the fact that you even gave that consideration speaks volumes of just what you want to do as, as, as a former member of the armed forces and, you know, to give back to your country. So don't don't beat yourself up about it if that's the case. Well, then there too, you know, it's, it's when we were working with another company here, it's the thought of that we can. It's easier to drive or fly somewhere here in the United States or whatever to see the product in production, opposed to going halfway around the world. Uh, but like I said, at the end of the day, you know, that just tells you about my character. You know, uh, I, if if I can help in any way, you know, my country or whatever, you know, because my country helped me a lot. You know, me being in the service, you know, we had a lot of support because I think when we was in, when I was in the hated, the hated, the, the Basio war was going on, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we had a lot of support from the people, you know, supporting us. So I'm always willing to give back when I can. But like I said, at the end of the day, you know, it's going to be a business decision. And, and we hope we always make you know, the correct business decision. Well, the, the big thing, which I'm sure a lot of people are going to be curious about, is going to be price. How, how are you how are you looking to to create a footprint are you going to go bigger towards home console or smaller towards crowdfunded 
I want to I want to be in the middle. And initially, we got a lot of flack from people because, like I said, when we initially rolled out, they they thought Ingenious was a whole entire new company, but it was really us. We had systems on the website for ninety nine bucks, and nobody jumped on that. And we were just doing that to get you know people interested, like what everybody else do. They have a small offering, but the goal for the basic unit that's on the site now is one seventy nine, and we can do that because the software that I developed. It is not hardware intensive where it requires a lot of hardware power from the hardware. So we wanted to keep the price low for casual gamers. Um, and as you gradually, for example, you add the two, the, the late, the projection camera and the motion camera, you know the price is going to go up a little bit. I think we got them at 379, 479 on the website. So that's the top tier uh, cost for the console. It's going to range between 179 to 479. Well, yeah, of course, obviously with the additional, like anything else, once you start adding a couple of different things, the cost will go up. Honestly, I, I can tell you as a consumer and as a gamer, I think 179 is good because you're, you're, you're close to what people pay for the 3DS. You're under what people pay for uh, the Vita, but you're in line with the home console market. So sure. I think, it, I think it's, a fa- it's a fair price. And, and I think a lot of people kept missing the point that, you can create thousands of new levels and, and games. And, and like I said, I think my goal, I have to go out and explain some of these features. I mean, for 179, you can create unlimited games. And I had, you know, internally, our team has said, Derek, why are you giving these games away for free? Or you should be charging for these games. And like I said, we're on the fence about it. You know, uh, we really, I really want to give the, the manual games will be free. No doubt about that. But the games of the team is, is you know, want to charge for is the basic games the system create, but we're still looking into that. But, you know, anybody that come onto the system now or order a system now, they're going to get it free. You know, I'm not, we're not going to charge anything for the games right now as it stands. But, you know, as we get further development and as things pick up and roll out, you know, we may look into that. But right now you get an O-Ton, a reserve O-Ton system, your games are going to be free. 179 bucks get you free games for life. Are you also looking to, um, do this not only just from an online standpoint, but from a retail standpoint, from brick and mortar? Is that still a, a focus? Because I remember when we were talking about the Evo, you said, you know, we want to do it online first and then eventually start start migrating to brick and mortar. We we, we built O-Time with the retailers in mind. I think this was another feature that the media didn't cover. I'm glad you asked that question. With O-Time, we're taking a different approach with games. because We know streaming and download, you know, retails, stores are, you know, going to probably hurt some of these new systems. But what we did with O-Time was instead of you going to the store to buy a full complete game, you will walk into your local Walmart and buy a SD card or some type of media. And only thing on, on that media is a character. For an example, Army Guy. You would buy that Army Guy, bring him home with the game home, stick it inside your O-Time SD slot. And when you stick that game, that the SD card in from that character, a hundred different levels will pop up based around that character. So we instead of us selling the entire game, we just selling characters in retail to help them drum up business. Or the stores can create their own games and don't pay us a dime. Uh, any additional games created outside the license agreement that we work with the stores. In term in terms of the the level of of intricacy that you're going to do with the games that are being created, are we looking at games that can be created on par with say a Temple Run or an Angry Birds? Or are we going more so towards uh, Super Mario Brothers and something more sprite-based? A little bit of everything. 
a little bit of everything because at the end of the day, uh, if we if once we complete the Oton engine, the custom Oton engine, it's going to be flexible to let you do the Angry Birds, the Mario, the shooter, the the hopefully the Gears of War type content you know, based on the hardware that we select. We have hardware selected for the unit, and we have tested to see what it can take, but. You know, it's just going to have a, a variety of games. To me, a console, to me, when I first seen my Nintendo in 1986 when I played it, it was a lot of magic and excitement. You want the same type of feel when you see the old time trade all these different aspects of games in different genres. It's just like magic. No, I think, I think implementing that sort of a strategy just gives gamers a, a, a brand new creative outlet. And, and that actually just makes me excited because it, it, it'll, it'll generate more creativity that... To, to some degree, has been lacking. Right, right, right. I mean, because see, to me, like gamers, when they accept, I'm not, no disrespect towards the current people in the field, they earn the respect they have. That, you know, they have they necessarily created the market that their systems are operating in. But as a competitor, you know, we want to go out and create the best possible scenario for us and for our customers and gamers that want to play our system. So I felt it was vital for me to create something a little bit more innovative because when you Except what's on the market, you know, you tell them, like, okay, you know, we're just going to take this and we're going to be happy with it. But with us, we don't go step three. We go to step 10. We got to go all the way, give you everything that you pay for and more with your money. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you work off your money, you need to get the best for your money. No, absolutely. I was going to tell you, if you have any um, processes <laughs> running in the back, just to, to kind of cut them off because they're affecting your, your audio a little bit. Okay. There you go. Now you're nice and clear. Okay. Well, you know, you've you've given me you give me a lot to process. I'm actually super pumped. Like I said, you 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 got me pumped with the Evo too, and and you know I was on you guys for this. Um, so like I said, we're you're you're looking towards having a an an alpha build probably. You said within the next month or two. Yes, uh, I'm I'm really crossing my fingers and, and hoping that we get get everybody ready for February with the prototype, uh, the elite server where where people can come in and give us feedback, uh, download the desktop and play with that. Uh, so you are looking at February with the prototype, the elite server, and the desktop, and we're just gonna keep on adding once we get those those basic levels down. Okay, well, if anybody wanted to find out more information, obviously. They can they can keep up with us and they can sure. keep up with um, what's going on with Oton by going to ingenious e n g e n i u x dot com. But where else can they keep up with you guys? Uh, they can keep up at the otonx dot com. That's o t o n x dot com. That's where the main content is currently being stored. But in February, the ingenious dot com site is going to come alive. Uh, so everybody want to keep their eye on that site. Got a lot of prizes, a lot of giveaways. A lot of cool stuff coming that way. So that site is going to get live probably in February with my blog. Then I got my blog coming. Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming out in February. We're just going to hit people with content, information. Uh, we're just going on blast because, like I said, Microsoft, Sony, they're gearing up for E3. They're going to put their best out. And, you know, we got to let people know, you know, our system is just as competitive, uh, just as exciting, and we just need to get the community behind us and support us. And I promise you, we're going to make some magic happen. Well, be- before we give out the other – information i did want to ask how is the how have publishers been with regards to um reaching you guys and reaching out to you has it been something where it's been easier now that you've got kind of like the evo 2 under your belt and and behind you or is it still just as difficult as it was when you were growing the evo 2 
it's a little bit difficult because I'm going to tell you why the key thing was, like I said, we didn't get the platform to introduce our product from mainstream gaming sites. And when you can't reach the, the, the big platforms and have the same avenues and, 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 and opportunities as other consoles, it's going to be difficult because a lot of people don't know about you, haven't heard about you. So it's been challenging, but I built Oton with that in mind. Uh, so that, that was one of the issues with Evo. It was hard, you know, getting out to the major platforms. So we made plans for that, but we hope that developers can come in and support us because we made this system for them too to make it easy, save time, and so they can generate a ton of money. There you go. All right. Well, that, that actually answers everything that I have with regards to that, but I know that you now with the Ultan console have a have a ton of new avenues for people to keep up with you guys. Obviously, the official site plus Ultan X uh, where else can can people find out about you guys? How are you with regards to social media? I know you had a a really big footprint the last time with right. the Evo. So where can people keep up with you guys on social media? Right now, people can keep up with us uh, at uh, my Twitter account, uh, D E R Samuels. Uh, we got a Facebook page. It's, it's under work. It's, we getting ready to change it over. So uh, once we get that information together, we're gonna you know, send that back to you if you post that. But it's going to be Facebook, Twitter. We're going to do a pin interest. Uh, we, we're going all out in February. We're going to really clean everything up, make everything look nice, and, and, and come out. I guess a relaunch. So right now, if you want to get in contact with me, they can do Twitter, or you can contact me directly at info at ingenious.com, ingenious.com, info at ingenious.com, and, uh, and we'll respond to your emails there. Excellent. Well, Derek, I'm so glad to have finally caught up with you and not only that but sharing all this great information about Oton and taking us beyond the mic so I'm hoping that probably within the next two months we can link up and do a live show and really blow this thing open I would love for you to come in and do a live show because we really want I probably a couple of days before we get the prototype I plan to do a live stream of me doing some features with the console so we're going to reach out to all the podcast uh, guys to help us out, the people that have been carrying, you know, some of our information and want to get them firsthand uh, information of the show and, and, and share it with their users. So absolutely, 100%. Sounds like a plan. I look forward to it. Uh, definitely we'll be in touch. Again, if you guys want to learn more, Oton, O-T-O-N-X.com, and you can get all the information on the upcoming Oton console. Of course, also you can follow Derek on Twitter, and I'll make sure to put all those links in the interview notes. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rich. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks.